Do you think that Iron Man's suspension ended because it was time that it ended? Or do you think it ended because he was needed and they just basically like cut short the suspension because they needed him in the field? I would imagine that if your team is down one player that you definitely need, you probably found a, find a way around it. But I think um, it, the answer to that would be based on the structure of the organization, like why he was suspended and what, what authority he was suspended under, right? And, then to, and if there's like an overly kind of like technical structure that would be hard to like undo a suspension, I guess. Well, I, I, I think in practice, no matter what the structure is, people change the rules all the time, especially for MVPs, right? Like, again, like Iron Man's a pretty important part. He's one quarter, one fifth of the Avengers team. Um, arguably, he's more important than his th- than that. He's like one kind of one of their 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 st- stars. I imagine he's more important mm-hmm. than, say, Giant Man. And so if he's out of commission, th- the team is it's like, like playing a man down. And if you have a playing a man down and you're you're not facing a significant challenge, that's fine. But playing a man down when you're up against a supervillain that you need that extra help, it sounds like it's a dangerous place to be. To continue your analogy of being like a sports team, if it's the New York Rangers who suspend their star center because, say, he missed curfew, and then just before the playoffs and they realize they need him, they could probably undo the suspension or come up with a reason because they need him. But if it's, say, the National Hockey League who issues a suspension, it couldn't be as easily undone. And so when I'm saying, what's the organization? I guess I'm, what I'm trying to say is that if the Avengers are truly self-governing, I think they could suspend Iron Man for whatever reason, and then just exigent circumstances say, we're going to delay that suspension or, or bring the suspension to an end for, for good reason. But if, for instance, the Avengers are basically governed, or at least under the authority of, say, Stark Corp, or the U.S. government, which and we've talked about the connections between the Avengers and Stark Corp and the U.S. government, it might be harder. And so maybe the fact that Iron Man was suspended but seemed to be back in action right away suggests that they're more autonomous than we we had thought. Yeah, that's I think that sounds right. It's, it's, you're right. If 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 the, if the team is doing the suspending, they the team can take back the suspension. Uh, but if again, if it was the U.S. government saying Iron Man couldn't participate. Well, they probably don't have the ability to turn on a dime and start allowing them to participate when, mm-hmm. when action is needed. I imagine there could be some appeal process or so on. But again, my, my take is that's not what happened. My take is that that hey, the, the that the Avengers have some sort of meeting structure where they go and they have I don't know they read the minutes and they have like a treasurer mm-hmm. and they have a vice president of of academics and what whatever what have you and and uh, in that board meeting or that. The council meeting, I don't know what council meeting, I guess. Iron Man was suspended, but I guess whoever's the chairman of the board can pull back the suspension kind of as needed. Yeah, and so it, it makes the Avengers seem kind of a little less fun, you know. <laughs> like, like I think that the Fantastic Four seem to, seem to even though they, they're clearly no stranger to business, right, because they've made money from Reed Richards' inventions, uh, they still seem a little more fun, I guess. And if the Avengers are... If half the time the Avengers are sitting in meetings and debating various, you know, motions. point of order, point of order, Michael. Yeah, yeah, they they pull out the superhero Robert's rules of orders, <laughs> rules of order. Like it's just it seems like there's, I don't know. It seems kind of it, it seems like it'd be a less fun and b it seems like they'd be creating red tape. When I thought the purpose of these superhero vigilantes who were kind of have some authority from the U.S. government 
I can be a little more flexible or maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe what, maybe uh, any organization truly needs proper structure in order to function properly. Right. Or maybe it becomes, becomes more so like I imagine Spider-Man's mm-hmm. not sitting down and debating the minutes of his last meeting with himself. Right. Like when it's a, a, a one-off <laughs> dude, you can kind of do what you want, but as you get more formal, as you're like, um, kind of work for a, a publicly traded corporation with Stark Corp and you're almost like a division of their business and you have like five or six people and like membership requirements and budgets that you're working on. Someone's got to pay attention to that stuff. And like, I don't know, I don't, is there an Avengers office manager? <laughs> exactly. I'd be curious, you know, so, so it seems like from what we're talking about, the Avengers are either there, there are this on the one hand structured and also still relatively autonomous because they're structured because we know they hold meetings and they, we know that they issue a suspension to one of their own. So they're, they're self-governed. They have a self-governing thing going on. And secondly, the suspension was, was, was of Iron Man was undone kind of quickly, which suggests that they didn't have to go beyond their, their own, th- the five of them. So it's kind of a neat, it's kind of a very interesting structure. I'd like to see the documents on this. I'd like to see their bylaws, like they're incorporating documentation and then Perhaps even their five-year plan. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I guess it, it, it's interesting, right? Like, we always kind of thought of them as being employees of Stark Corp, where Stark mm-hmm. Corp was like employing Thor to to do their things, and like they brought in kind of the whole team and the Iron, Iron Man to protect. Is almost Iron Man is clearly the bodyguard of Tony Stark, their mm-hmm. CEO. Uh, but the rest of the team is kind of also kind of working for Stark Corp. But maybe they're not. Maybe maybe, it, maybe they're not set up that way. Maybe their 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 legal structure is not as a series of contractors or a series of employees. Maybe the Avengers are themselves a corporate entity mm-hmm. of that which is either partially or fully owned by Stark Corp. Like, do they have equity? Or, do Avengers have equity in their own business? <laughs> or equity in Stark Corp? That'd be interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know because. So, so let me ask you this question though, just going along the lines of equity, has Stark Corp increased value because of their association with the Avengers, or has it gone down in value? Uh, I, I've I've not been monitoring the, the uh, like the day to day fluctuations of, of Stark Corp, um, but I imagine I can't imagine it's going to affect it significantly one way or the other. Like these guys are, it's a multi billion dollar company with giant contracts with the U.S. government, and and hmm. st- stock price is effectively a discounted cash flow of what you. Th- what, what, what the market believes, what the consensus is on how much profit they're going to bring in over the next like, 20 to 50 years, that's really a function of how much money the U.S. government is going to expend on them. And so right. whether they have the Avengers or not, I can't imagine it's a significant driver of the valuation of the company. Well, regardless, I think that it's it's uh, we've learned it. <laughs> we're inferring quite a bit. And I guess leads to my next question. Do the Avengers need a lawyer? Because I would well, like I, to help them out. I think if they're a corporate entity, they should have. Like they have a, to. A, They need to have a legal counsel. They. Yep. Who, who is the, the? It's probably a president or at least a chairman of it uh, of, of the group. Apparently, that was not Iron Man because I can't imagine unless maybe he was president and he got suspended by. Is, is it a co-op? Do they do they each have a single vote on on, on the decision decision making process? Right. I, I don't know, but I guess it, it, I can say from as a lawyer, I think it'd be tough sometimes to actually have to deal with the Avengers. A, they they must be very strong depending upon their, their voting structure, but they, either the five of them make decisions or even one of them make, make a decision. That they, be, they might be a challenging client because recently in the same battle where Iron Man was, his suspension was, was, was lifted, in the battle, like Giant Man grew to 40 feet and <laughs> fell on top of a building. Like just think of the lawsuits that come out of that. Is Giant Man shielded from some form of, of personal liability because he's acting in some corporate capacity? Is he 
Giant Man Inc., who's shareholder in the Avengers Corporation, that that and he did is he was acting in that capacity when he when he fell on top of a building and smushed a few floors. I, I would I would think so, right? Like if if, if I'm if I'm operating as part of a company and doing my doing a job, like I don't right. know, I'm, 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 a, I'm a postman delivering mail, and in the process of doing so, I crush the top floor of a building. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I, but but it was in the process of delivering. What was in that bag, Ed? What was in that bag you were carrying? <laughs> it's delivering. <laughs> <laughs> the bag, the bag just grew. It grew so big, and the building <laughs> collapsed. And so, when, when that happens, though, like I, I can't imagine the postman is responsible. It, even if the postman was semi-responsible for it happening, assuming it wasn't like gross negligence, I assume it's the company that you go and sue, not the individual. Yeah, yeah I think he'd be. You know, the, the postman would be acting if he's if he's carrying out his duties and didn't act outside of them. Then it should be that you know, the com- the company be like legally liable for him if it's. It's different if he's like an independent contract because there's just two separate corporations in some kind of relationship. But no, if you're an employee, you should be protected and have some shielding from limited liability standing. And so is that what the structure is? I mean, leaving like we, you and I talk quite a bit about the public relations issue when it comes to these superheroes and vigilantes when they cause mass property damage and, and, uh, and, and the like. But it goes beyond it, right? Like it has to, you know, the, the interesting issue that I see is just, is, is about what happens to the individual Avengers when they clearly cause property damage. To my knowledge, fortunately, there's no loss of life that was reported. I think that would probably turn people's minds against the Avengers, quite frankly, no matter how much good they're doing. If Giant Man took out two floors of families in that apartment building. Yeah, well, um, maybe, maybe not, right? If it's a fact that like if death is happening around them, but it's happening such that they're protecting us. The last time we talked about the Avengers, there was someone going around gluing everybody to the right. to the, the pavement and making it so that with with an, a non non insoluble non soluble whatever like a glue that you can't get rid of like yeah. that would have caused massive death if it hadn't been solved. And so at a certain point, some people dying around the event. The fact that no one has died around the Avengers is says, says more about being lucky than anything else at this point. Yeah, but like if a if a police a police officer is engaged in a high speed chase in a heavily populated area, the person he's chasing drives into a market full of people or the cop loses control the the city will be sued and the and, and the police uh, service will be sued and free free reign when it comes to loss of life and property etc so whether they're in the middle of a battle or not they're quite frankly they're going to be sued and so like the more i'm kind of thinking this through leaving aside the public relations issue which is i think is, is certainly within your sphere and your, what's in my sphere is more like the legal ramifications i would think that these avengers knowing that they're engaging in High, in dangerous activities with dangerous people in populated areas seems to be what they normally do. You know, I, I would imagine that they would have some kind of legal structure set up so that they're not personally exposed because giant man could get sued and say, well, I'm giant man. So you never know who I am. Well, I'm pretty sure we'd find out through the legal process who you are. And so there must be some kind of structure that's set up to a protect giant man's secret identity, but be more importantly, protect him from personal liability when he's carrying out the role that the Avengers have, if not hired him to do, have engaged him to do. <laughs> do, you, do you think the insurance rates are different for different Avengers? They're like the wasp. Like <laughs> really, you're not going to cause much damage. You just did these you're little things. Right. You're, you're, you're so tiny. And Ant Man, <laughs> when you were really small, your insurance premiums are fine. But now that you're Giant Man, let me tell you, giant premiums. <laughs> <laughs>